Hi everyone, Samir and Samit here, and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2023 Belgian Grand Prix. And once again, it was a sprint race weekend, and once again, the sprint race weekend produced a lot of excitement, especially with the wet weather. Yeah, it was really interesting this weekend because there were two separate races, but each of those races had different weather. So it was like ultimately like the entire experience kind of that an F1 fan would want during a weekend. Yeah, so obviously the main things coming into this weekend, the teams knew that there was going to be rain. So they were talking with the FIA and trying to make sure that safety procedures would be more enforced, especially after the recent incidents at Spa uh, that happened during the week of Austria. So the teams would be very strict to the FIA to make sure that they would enforce safety procedures and delay sessions if necessary. Yeah, it was very important to all the drivers and teams that there would be no loss yeah. of life again at this event like because no one wants to see that obviously yeah. and also the drivers need to um make sure they're like willing and properly able to race cuz otherwise yeah. it's not going to be good for the fans as well yeah so going into fp1 then on friday it was a wet session in friday so it was mostly about the drivers trying to adapt to the conditions and get their car ready for qualifying. Obviously, the qualifying on Friday would set the grid for Sunday's race, so this was the all-important qualifying session, and therefore, this was the only practice session of the weekend, so they had to make sure that they were right on it. Yeah, and it was, like, very heavy rain, like, right from the out, and so it was, like, not really, like, what the drivers and teams would have wanted, but it would give them, all the drivers, wet weather running, which is how qualifying would most likely turn out to be so it was like pretty dangerous still as we saw yeah. like for example alex albon and a logan Sargent on the medium tires yeah. like running um just straight on onto the um at the end of the camel straight and Sargent actually yeah. hit the barrier but it was because of a brake failure from Sargent, so it wasn't his yeah. fault yeah so he was just like if you looked at his onboard he just um, hit the brakes and the car wouldn't turn he tried to turn but it locked up and also as well as the brake failure he couldn't stop in time and we saw the alfa romeo 2 of joe guan yu struggle seeming to struggle and running wide at that very long um right hander at the end of the lecom chicane and he went off into the gravel and barely touched the wall there but was able to recover it by using that escape road mm-hmm. it was it was good smart thinking from joe guan yeah but later on, we also saw an issue with Pierre Gasly in the Alpine at the final um, chicane, at the bus stop chicane. He yeah. just applied the brakes and locked up and went straight on. So yeah. a bunch of drivers just trying to find the limit with these wet conditions, obviously like really um, torrential conditions. But yeah. these drivers had to find the limit for qualifying. Yeah, Fernando Alonso was looking good in his Aston Martin. Of course, we know how good he is in the wet and he was seeming to find some pace around Spa. Yeah, obviously they've they've been trying to um bounce back from a recent slump yeah. in for performances considering how good they were in the um beginning of the season. Yeah. Like Alonso scored like six podiums. Yeah. But he hadn't had a podium in a while. Yeah, Ferrari were flying to this practice session. Carlos Sainz topped the times with um a time of a two point zero three, so a pretty slow time for Spa. But still five tenths ahead of P two, which was Oscar Piastri. Yeah, but still these times were not that representative 
because there were some drivers that didn't do like um any proper running for example like both the alpines of gasly and ocon yeah. and of course max verstappen he didn't do any like proper running he yeah. just did like two kind of um outlaps kind of like just checking the conditions and stuff and he didn't really feel the need to run so that really shows his confidence he has within him within himself and the team to get like it set up to what he wants without even having a practice session so it would really show um verstappen on how dominant he is yeah mclaren were looking pretty good on paper but obviously this wet weather was helping them a lot and we know that mclaren in the dry especially around a track like um spa where there's a lot of straights we knew that they would struggle because of how how much engine power they lack and how much straight line speed they lack. Mm-hmm. So in the end, although these times weren't that representative, it's Carlos Sainz P1 in Ferrari, five tenths ahead of Oscar Piastri in P2 in his McLaren. Then Lando Norris third, then Charles Leclerc fourth, followed by Sergio Perez fifth in the Red Bull, and then Alex Albon sixth in the Williams, and then came Yuki Tsunoda, Kevin Magnussen, Daniel Ricciardo in his second race back in Formula yeah. 1 in ninth, and Nico Hülkenberg 10th in the half. Yeah, so now moving on into qualifying 2 for the um, Belgian Grand Prix. The qualifying that was set the grid for Sunday's race. So immediately out of the bat, um, we saw Lando Norris struggling on the intermediate tyres and running off into the gravel at the um just before the run up to the bus stop chicane. at the end of the second stop low corner yeah so he just lost the rear and had a dollop of oversteer and was able to catch it though by using that escape road there and luckily he didn't go off into the barrier mm-hmm. and then all the time just kept getting faster and faster throughout the session obviously yeah. as happens with wet sessions the track can only get faster if it's not raining obviously and so we saw yeah. towards the end we saw kevin magnuson going into the top 10 but it was only ninth and then we saw alex albon following and then there was a bunch of cars after that it was one by one they were coming all trying to find the um trying to find the time good enough for q2 yeah so um yuki sonora next crossed the line he went up to fourth with the best um purple with the best last sector then bottas was next to cross the line and he went up into p6 and it was a really good lap from bottas but it was Still six tenths off Lewis Hamilton, and then came Max Verstappen in the Red Bull, and he went fastest three tenths ahead of um Lewis Hamilton, and then came Daniel Ricciardo, who powered across the line, and he went up to P six, and so we all thought he was through until the end of the um last until until the end of Q one, and after all the cars had crossed the line. And that's when we found out Ricardo had accidentally exceeded track limits going up Radion. And so that was a really big shame for Daniel Ricardo because that meant his lap time would be deleted and he would be knocked out of Q1 after showing a lot of pace in the Alpha Tauri. And they would find him a lot of work to do on Sunday. And it was really such a disappointing moment. Yeah, so the five we lost from Q1 were Nico Hulkenberg, who just couldn't find a good lap. He was three seconds off the pace, then Ricardo, then Sergeant Joe, and surprisingly Alex Albon too in P16. Yeah. So as as they entered Q2 now, there was a um there was a lot it was a lot drier, and so drivers were still on intermediate tires ish, but they were like looking for grip. But yeah. Esteban Ocon got brave on the slick tires. 
but he actually crashed at the corner that's literally called the corner with no name. Yeah. He crashed at that corner, and so that took um his front wing off, and he had to travel all the way back to the pits to get a new one. And so he fitted back on, I think, the intermediate tires, yeah. but then later switched to the slicks. Because by the end of Q2, the track was dry enough for yeah. slick tires. So at the end of Q2, drivers on the softs were trying to improve their times. Currently, Norris was P1, but people were starting to put in good laps. Bottas went up to third. Then Sonoda went up quickest by nearly a second ahead of Norris. And Piastri was flying behind Yuki Sonoda. So McLaren, despite it being dry, they were still these conditions were still suiting them. As Piastri went quickest by a tenth and um, a half ahead of Sonoda. So he found incredible pace. But then Hamilton went up to P2, eight tenths behind Piastri. But there were still a lot of people coming behind. Then Stroll crossed the line and went up to P2. So he beat Lewis Hamilton. But still, no one could beat Oscar Piastri. Even Sergio Perez couldn't beat Oscar Piastri as he only went up to P4. Then behind Perez, Alonso was next to improve his time. And he went up only to P6, which P5, which was then beaten by George Russell, which then pushed Alonso to P6. Yeah, and then after that, Max Verstappen, who was in 11th at that time, crossed the line, but it was only good enough for 9th fastest, and that became 10th yeah. when Charles Leclerc improved to go into the top yeah. 10. He Leclerc went up to 3rd, and so it was Magnussen and Gasly who were on personal best yeah. laps, and it looked like possibly Verstappen would shockingly be out of Q2, but in the end, Magnussen and Gasly couldn't find the time good enough for um the top ten, and yeah. so it was um it was then Max Verstappen spared right at tenth place, and he was frustrated on the radio yeah. because he wasn't able to execute his laps the way he wanted to. Yeah, and so Magnussen actually had his lap was pretty scruffy because at the corner with no name where Ocon had a crash, he mm-hmm. also lost the rear end and went off into the gravel and had a spin, but luckily he was able to keep going, and Leclerc was also blocked by the slow moving Haas. Yeah, so it was, um, there was a lot of traffic on that yeah. lap too, and in general, even though Spa is a pretty big track, traffic still yeah. occurs everywhere. Yeah. So moving, the five we lost from Q2 were Ocon, Bottas, Magnussen, Gasly, and Sonoda. So now moving on into FP3 then, or Q3, and the final chance then. At the moment, on the final runs, Leclerc was the quickest, but others were still trying to improve their times. Yeah, Sainz was absolutely flying as well as Leclerc, so both Ferraris were going good. But Oscar Piastri was the man that owned the middle sector. He was absolutely flying faster than the Ferraris. Leclerc crossed the line to extend his advantage on provisional pole by a full one second over Max Verstappen. But the next challenge came from his teammate Carlos Sainz, who went on to the second row. So it was good enough for the second row, and Piastri, though, Lost time in the final sector, so it was only third at the yeah. moment for the Australian. And then came his teammate Lando Norris. Norris could not beat Oscar Piastri, so it was third and fourth for McLaren at the moment. And then came Fernando Alonso. It was only fifth from Alonso, eight tenths off the Ferraris. But Max Verstappen obviously was flying through the first and second sectors. And as Verstappen yeah. crossed the line, he took a dominant provisional pole by eight-tenths of a second to Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton next across the line. He was only able to go up to fourth fastest, almost a second 
behind um, Max Verstappen. And Sergio Perez also did yeah. a similar time as he went only third fastest. So Perez still a long way off Max Verstappen. Yeah. And then finally came George Russell. And it was really disappointing from Russell as he was only able to manage eighth fastest. Yeah, I think with Perez, the result might be good. But in terms of how far off Verstappen he is, that's not what Red Bull want. Because they still need him to be P2. Yeah, it's not. it wasn't good from Perez considering yeah. how far off the pace he was. So in the end, it was Verstappen on pole and Leclerc sharing him on, on the front row. But as it turned out, Verstappen would be taking an engine penalty. And so that would promote Charles Leclerc to pole position with Sergio Perez on the front row. So yeah. Leclerc would be starting um, the Belgian Grand Prix from pole position, which is um, probably what Ferrari would want. So, But going based off the um, starting grid, then it would be Charles Leclerc on pole with Sergio Perez on yeah. the front row. So Lewis Hamilton lined up third and Carlos Sainz was fourth. And then came Oscar Piastri fifth and alongside him Max Verstappen. And then came Lando Norris. George Russell, Fernando Alonso, and Lance Stroll completing the top 10. Yeah, so now moving on into Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's Saturday in the sprint shootout for the, to set the grid for the sprint race. In SQ1, there was again a lot of rain, and the drivers were on intermediate tires this time, trying to get their laps in. And, yeah, so the, um, the drivers um, um running across the line as fast as they could um, because they um all had wanted to either end their lap quickly to start new laps or they were like finishing their new laps because when it's raining you don't necessarily have to use all of your ERS so if you start if you end your lap right right before the flag you can actually continue over that and start another lap whereas during dry sessions you normally would have to like do yeah. a charge lap instead in the rain you can do continuous laps and it won't necessarily hurt you so a lot of drivers were bunched up close together yeah. as they were trying to get as many laps as they could before they ultimately had to finish. And so we saw Leclerc finish his effort. He went third fastest. And we waited then for the two Williams of Logan Sargent and Alex Albon. And Logan Sargent actually went up yeah. to sixth fastest. And Alex Albon aced the first sector. Albon went up to second, two tenths behind yeah. Verstappen. Yeah, so Sargent, obviously, he blitzed the final sector too. And Albon um, did a par did fastest in the first and third as well. So Williams were looking really good in these conditions. But obviously, drivers behind were still improving, such as Fernando Alonso, who went up and crossed the line. And then he went up into P2, just eight one-hundredths behind Max Verstappen. But then Ocon next across Hamilton, then crossed the line first. And he went up to P2. Then Ocon went up to P8 ahead of Logan Sargent. Um, so Alpine was still looking pretty competitive. Next, Lando Norris only went up to P12, and his teammate was P10, so McLaren had fallen off for, compared to where they were yesterday. And so these conditions, a wet track, but a hot um, climate, were definitely not working well with them. Yeah, and one driver that really got caught out was Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. For some reason, Haas weren't, didn't execute him um, properly, and his like run plan properly. And so he actually didn't get yeah. a single time to lap in, which was really embarrassing for Haas. They, yeah. He didn't even get a single lap time in, and there was nothing wrong with his car. So that was definitely something that Haas needed to look at. That cannot yeah. happen. 
um it thankfully it was only in the sprint um shootout for them but if it was the actual race grid then that would have been really bad for hulkenberg yeah so the five we lost from sq1 were hulkenberg joel magnuson bottas and sonoda yep but actually ironically going back to the starting grid hulkenberg would actually be starting last for the actual yeah. race so it, it didn't really matter for them but yeah it was still poor execution from half but going into sq2 now another um time and um time for intermediate still but the track was drying up yeah. in the last and first sectors it was just the tricky technical yeah. middle sector and so lance stroll actually braved it out and went onto the medium tires even though um they they wanted to go onto the softs and so what happened was actually the FIA hadn't actually declared this session a wet session yeah. which sounds really dumb but you actually have to declare this session a wet session before you're allowed to like run a certain like soft tires yeah. or your own your like any set of tires you want yeah. and so the FIA actually hadn't declared that session a wet one and so Stroll couldn't go onto the soft slick tires he had to go onto medium slick tires yeah. and so that didn't provide him with a whole lot of grip and as we found out later for Lance Stroll he crashed at the corner with no name and that brought out a premature red flag yeah so he was complaining early like with 2 minutes to go he was thinking it was too early for the tire and there was not enough temperature in it and so he, um, throughout the lap, he was eight tenths down on Verstappen in just the first sector, so he was not going well. And then we saw at the corner with no name, he lost the rear and went off into that corner and crashed and brought out the red flag, obviously to end the to um delay the session with just thirty seconds remaining. And that really hurt him and his teammate Alonso as yeah. well as the two Williams who hadn't put a single time lap in, yeah. and it also hurt Daniel Ricciardo who looked like he would have a lot of pace to go into the um into the top 10 after out qualifying Sonoda yeah. again in his um in it was now 2 to 1 in in whole qualifying sessions at Alpha yeah. Tauri and Ricardo looked like he could put that Alpha Tauri into the top 10 but Stroll's crash ultimately was another unlucky thing for Ricardo which yeah. cost him a spot but it did help the likes of Ocon in the Alpine both Alpines actually, Ocon and Gasly, who look like they necessarily might have not had the pace to hold yeah. on. And so the five we lost from SQ2 were Alonso, Stroll, Sargent and Albon, all of them with no time set, and then Daniel Ricciardo missing out by just two tenths. Mm -hmm. But going into now SQ3 and the track was perfectly good for slick tires, and so the drivers could use soft tires in Q3 yeah. this time. And so it was Leclerc and Sainz who provisionally held the top, but Lando Norris blitzed the first, um, the middle sector, and he went faster than yeah. Leclerc by um, almost a full second, and so we waited then for Lewis Hamilton, who aced the first and third sectors, and Hamilton went onto provisional pole by three tenths, but we waited for the Dutch line, Max Verstappen, and he actually couldn't beat Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. He was still behind Hamilton by a tenth of a second, so it was a shock for Max Verstappen and Hamilton stayed provisional pole going into the final runs. Yeah, there was a lot of traffic for Perez when he was trying to finish his lap. I mean, cars were just everywhere. It was nice from Perez. 
the way he was able to navigate it. And even with all of that, he went quickest overall by eight tenths of a second. But it was still because of track evolution, because the track was getting faster all the time. And so we saw drivers, when Perez ended his lap, other drivers were starting his lap. So we saw um, Leclerc um, flying at first in his in the first sector yeah but then we saw him back off for some reason because he like kept made a mistake and yeah. he was sliding all over the place and then we saw pierre gasly acing the um, middle sector yeah. and gasly was absolutely flying as he crossed the line he went actually onto provisional pole six tenths ahead of sergio perez yeah which was unbelievable so it really showed how perez's run was actually pretty poor run yeah. considering things but Leclerc, they picked up him on his other lap. He was actually flying again through the first sector. He did decent through the um, middle sector. And across the line, Leclerc could not beat the new provisional pole sitter, Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Leclerc was a tenth behind Sainz. And then out of nowhere, Oscar Piastri went on to provisional pole. And it looked like Max Verstappen yeah. might not have enough to beat Piastri. But right at the end, as he did in Monaco... Verstappen took pole right at the end away from the provisional pole sitter. Yeah. By 11 thousandths of a second, Verstappen took po- another win in qualifying, but this time yeah. it would be pole for the sprint. Mm-hmm. So it was Verstappen, Piastri, Sainz, Leclerc, Norris, Gasly, Hamilton, Perez, Ocon, and a pretty poor result from George Russell in P10. Mm-hmm. So now going on to the sprint, and this would actually be the first of two races this weekend and so the sprint actually started out in really wet conditions and so they had to go through a full a lot of formation laps i think it was like five or six formation laps they had to do behind the safety car and so that actually took away a lot of laps from the full distance of the race and so when that um when they finally ended and pulled the safety car in there was actually a rush into the pit lane as we saw so many cars diving into the pits for intermediate tires, because as you imagine, 20 cars going around a track that's not raining, it clears a lot of water on the extreme wet. And we saw what a lot of teams were doing were only sending in one of their cars, and the other cars would have to bear it out and do another lap. And so the teams had to split their strategies and prefer one car over another. So into the pits, we saw the likes of Oscar Piastri, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, Lewis Hamilton, Sergio Perez, Daniel Ricciardo, and Alex Albon all yeah. diving into the pit lanes as the first drivers of the teams um, who were ahead of their teammates all got preference to come in, except at Red Bull because they chose to um, keep Verstappen out yeah. and send Perez in, and that ultimately costed Verstappen. Well, he was four seconds ahead of um, Leclerc and um, six seconds ahead of Norris, so he had a lot of um, time ahead of him, but still... It cost him at the end because he did come out behind Oscar Piastri. So he then had to chase down Oscar Piastri for the rest of the race. But he came out only a second and a half behind, which was um pretty um light work, let's say, for the this type of Red Bull. Yeah, and it really also, pitting early, really benefited Pierre Gasly because he came out in third yeah. place ahead of Sergio Perez. So Gasly was running in a sprint podium place, yeah. and it was really good from Gasly. As we then saw a bunch of cars exiting the pit lane, we saw Hamilton um, quite a bit behind Paris, two seconds behind Paris. But then right behind Hamilton, we saw the two Ferraris, signs ahead of Leclerc, 
and then Norris with Daniel Ricciardo breathing down his neck as they yeah. went through our roof. Yeah, but then um we saw then on lap um three out of eleven, then we saw um Fernando Alonso lose the rear of his Aston Martin and spin out at the um exit of uh pool on I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then he just um he couldn't get his car out of the gravel so that brought out the safety car. It was a really unusual error from Fernando Alonso. This was actually his birthday, so it was not necessarily birthday yeah. luck. But it was really unusual from Fernando Alonso. He mid corner he lost um he lost like the rear. He went over a slight bump and so the rear just stepped out. He couldn't control the car obviously going onto the really wet part and so he just went into the gravel and beached his Aston Martin. So really yeah. disappointing from Alonso there. Yeah, what this did also was it so the safety car allowed Verstappen to get right behind Oscar Piastri and Verstappen made um good use of that on the run down to a Rouge and up Radion and on the chemo straight. He used that straight line speed of the Red Bull to um get past Oscar Piastri. Piastri tried to defend into a Rouge because Verstappen was just gaining so much time. But immediately on the lap, um, the restart lap, Verstappen was able to get past Piastri and into the lead. Mm-hmm. And then the very next lap, on lap six, Perez, while one Red Bull was flying, the other was struggling. Yeah. Because Perez was struggling. And so at Stavlo Corner, Hamilton was able to get alongside yeah. Perez. But as they were going side by side through the Stavlo Corner, Hamilton um, went a bit too wide and he actually yeah. hit the inside of Sergio Perez. I, I don't know what it is with Hamilton and Red Bulls, but they always yeah. seem to be coming together. So Hamilton actually put a big hole into the side of Sergio Perez. Yeah. And no one really knew that yet. We, we all thought Perez was just struggling once again, but it turns out this time it was actually due to car damage. Although he was struggling before the car damage, this was um a definite reason for like a substantial lack of pace as a hole in his car like just completely messed up the aerodynamics yeah because that allowed hamilton to get past and then it immediately put him off and into going into the first chicane yeah at, or into the first corner as um science was able to attack him through a rouge and then leclerc got him on the run-up to the lecomte chicane yeah and all, hamilton was awarded a five-second time penalty for this um collision between the both of them and i think that's a bit harsh i think no penalty should have been awarded because it was the restart lap and that was definitely a racing incident in my opinion yeah and things just went from bad to worse for sergio perez after yeah. getting passed by both ferraris right before the stavolo corner yeah. perez just could not turn the car and he went straight on into the gravel so that allowed lando norris and daniel ricardo yeah. to get into the points position Ricardo was having a really good race, yeah. running now in eighth place. It looked like possibly he could be scoring points yeah. for Alpha Tauri in just his second race, but yeah. unfortunately that wouldn't come to be. As on the penultimate tour, you know, Ricardo went a bit wide into the bus stop chicane, trying to defend from George Russell, and that so that allowed Russell to just yeah. go right around the outside at turn one and take the final podium place. Yeah. I thought Ricardo would be able to um send it to the inside of turn one, but he was just a bit too far back. Maybe he could have thought that he could get him down um the camel straight. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ricardo also wouldn't want to risk yeah. it, like throwing away. It would still, nevertheless, be a good result for Ricardo. Yeah. So at the end of the um sprint, then Max Verstappen won the sprint again for um to take on a lot of points, eight points for him and Red Bull, or ten points. And then Oscar Piastri came home in P2 for his first podium of the season. 
had his first podium in Formula One with a really good drive from him. And then Pierre Gasly came home to pick up some silverware for Alpine. It was a really nice thing for Gasly to pick up yeah. silverware at Spa yeah. because he lost a dear friend in Antoine Hubert here. Yeah. So Gasly, it would be really emo- it was really emotional for Gasly, yeah. but it was nice for him to get um a podium as you say yeah. here, and it was also a really impressive drive from him too. Yeah, with the five second penalty, Hamilton was dropped down to seventh. So Sainz and Leclerc finished fourth and fifth respectively. Norris sixth, Hamilton seventh, and Russell in eighth picked up the final um points paying position. So now going into Sunday, the main Grand Prix. And it would actually start out on slick. Um, yeah. This whole race would be slick, um, tire weather, dry, um, dry weather, and so it was nice for yeah. a lot of the drivers who wanted to experience just dry spa in general. And so yeah. it would be a nice race, but it would also show the true pace of cars because here, because it was like really unknown necessarily, because the track was like completely yeah. dry, but there was not a lot of rubber laid down, so no one really knew relative to each other how their cars yeah. would perform. Yeah, so at Lights Out, we saw a good start from Leclerc and a pretty poor start from Perez as he tried to cover, chop across Lewis Hamilton and he was put under massive pressure. And we saw Sainz lock up into turn one and he turned as if Piastri wasn't on the inside of him. So that immediately um uh, caused damage to Piastri's front wing. And But the run down Tour Rouge, it was Leclerc ahead of Perez, Hamilton, and then um Sainz, was um got past Piastri and Piastri was down just a moving chicane down through Eau Rouge and cars were passing him. It was almost like a safety hazard because of the speeds you normally take through that corner. Piastri was going at a fraction of those and one of the Alpines just got stuck behind him and cars were just overtaking him all over the place. Yeah, it really benefited Nico Hulkenberg who started from the pit lane. As soon as he went yeah. through um Eau Rouge he saw all the cars right yeah. there. That would have been a great um, yeah. like booster for Hulkenberg. For the other cars, it would have been really frustrating, as you can um, tell, obviously, for both of the Alpines. Yeah. It would have been extremely annoying to be in that cockpit and just see all the other cars yeah. flying past you. But I think it was a racing incident for the Piastri science incident. Uh, yeah. Science only could see... Um, Hamilton and he didn't expect Piastri to well, I think he could have seen Piastri because Piastri was on one side and Hamilton was on the other I just don't think he checked to see if Piastri was there I think he, I expected, think he expected Piastri Piast- to back out yeah he expected Piastri to back out but at the same time that's what a driver with science would science level of experience would have yeah. done back out but Piastri I think it was also a bit of like lack of experience yeah. from Piastri expecting because science to move over like Piastri obviously didn't realize that there was another car next to Sainz, but um, that it ultimately, because of all this if, if, then, it, yeah. become, it was a racing incident. Yeah, something that wasn't an if, but a certain out and in the front, it was some. we were certain that Sergio Perez had taken the lead ahead of Charles Leclerc and just used the straight line speed of the Red Bull to get past. Yeah, and um, Leclerc actually had a better start than Sergio Perez, but because of the Red Bull straight line speed, um, Piastri or um, Perez was able to get past Leclerc, and that just really showed that yeah. that allowed Perez to just run away almost effectively away from Leclerc because the Red Bull was no match for the Ferrari, yeah. especially on the high speed and technical sections. And going on to lap four, then we saw a lot of battles in the midfield. We saw Alex Albon getting past. 
the Ferrari, uh, or yeah. we saw Fernando Alonso getting past the Ferrari of Carlos Sainz, and Sainz was actually struggling a lot because, as it turned out, he had a hole in his side pod from the contact with um, Oscar Piastri. So it yeah. was the same issues that Perez had in the sprint that was affecting signs. Yeah, and Piastri had to retire because of this contact too. So it was a pretty unfortunate weekend for him. But on lap five, we just saw a whole bunch of cars from signs to pretty much the end of the grid all right there and on one straight. And we saw Russell make a move to the inside of Norris in turn one. And he that he was a, that was a very opportunistic move. And he got past his good friend in the McLaren. And we saw, also I want to point out, Sargent was making his way through the field too. Um, Up until the pit stops, he was making good progress. Yeah, it was good from um, Sargent to see how the, yeah. how much progress he was making. But like you said before, um, Russell and Stroll were having a good battle too. Yeah. As um, Russell was able to get past Stroll into Lecom. And Yuki Sonoda in the AlphaTauri was able to put his AlphaTauri into P6. Yeah. Ahead of Carlos Sainz, so that just shows how bad the damage on the Ferrari is. Yeah, and on lap six, then um Albon got past Sainz, and we saw Lando Norris come into the pit, and Sainz was now under huge pressure from Stroll and Russell. But into the um um Lecom chicane, we saw Max Verstappen get past Lewis Hamilton and move up into the podium places. Yeah, it was a good move from Verstappen, but yeah. it was crucial for him to be making up places really quickly. And he yeah. wasted no time whatsoever. In within three laps, he hunted down um, the next car in front of him. And so Verstappen was absolutely yeah. flying. He got it with Charles Leclerc. And so again into the Langholm chicane. This time it was on the outside. And so it was another really good move. Yeah. But also an important move for the reigning double world champion. Yeah. On lap 10 then we saw Esteban Ocon and Kevin Magnussen battling up the hill and on the chemo straight and Ocon was able to breeze past um the Haas of Kevin Magnussen and then we also saw farther behind Daniel Ricciardo going around the outside of Lando Norris at the um, like Comtricane and that uh, must have felt satisfying to pull that move on his former teammate yeah it was a good move from Ricciardo around the outside at the like yeah. Comtricane and so the McLaren was at the Alpha Tauri seemed to be doing really good yeah. in these conditions both in Sonoda and Ricardo, but the McLaren, um, the sole McLaren and Lando Norris yeah. seemed to be struggling a lot in this condition. Yeah, on lap 11, then we saw um, Nico Hulkenberg get past Fernando Alonso. Hulkenberg was on the medium tires, Alonso was on the soft. That was good from him. And also at the Lecomte chicane, we saw Sonoda get past Albon into the um, Lecomte chicane around the outside. So another really good move from him. And further back, Joe Guan Yu had got past Carlos Sainz. And so Sainz was just struggling and struggling. He was now at the back. The only person behind him was Logan Sargent, who after making his pit stops, he Sargent, even both Williams, just seemed to have no pace after their um, pit stops. And... That too, their strategy was pretty bad. They had a three-stop strategy, which was just so pointless in my opinion. Yeah, it just put them an extra set, like an extra pit stop down effectively. Yeah. And um, Sargent wouldn't really be able to do anything with it too. Albon at least had a chance to like plow his way through the yeah. field. But by lap 17, um, almost everyone had pitted. And both the Red Bulls had pitted. And Verstappen was right on the tail of Sergio Perez as they went yeah. through a rouge. And Verstappen easily got past Sergio Perez. And it was like he did in Miami. He hunted down Perez, who had started from the front. And Verstappen took the lead of the Belgian Grand Prix. 
Yeah, on lap 17 as well, we saw um, George Russell fly by Lance Stroll and go around the outside into the Lake Comstricane, but Stroll tried to fight it back and stick his nose in there, but Russell at the end was just broke that much later and was able to get the move done. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of moves at the Lake Comstricane yeah. today. As on lap 19 again, we saw um, Pierre Gasly make a move on Lance Stroll, yeah. and it was another good round-the-outside move from Pierre Gasly. But he actually got it done before the braking zone. So the Alpine just having much better straight line speed than the Aston Martin. Yeah, and then we saw a replay um later about how Max Verstappen threw Oru just by himself, just lost the rear of his car and losing the rear at Orouge would have been such a scary moment. But luckily he used all of his talent and skill to control the car because if he didn't control the car, that that would have been race over for sure. Yeah, it was a really minor um bump and a minor correction, but even a slight bump at that high yeah. speed would send you a long way into the barrier. Yeah, on lap twenty two, then we saw Lando Norris um trying to make a move on the Williams of Logan Sargent, and he went around the outside at the very long um right hander, and Sargent forced him onto the curb trying to defend his position, but then at the corner with no name. Norris just was able on the soft compound of tire versus the medium. He was able to get the move done. Yeah, on lap 23, we saw drivers coming in for a second pit stop. We saw yeah. George Russell going onto the soft tires, and we saw Daniel Ricciardo entering the pit lane. And while we saw Ricciardo in the pits, we saw his teammate Yuki Sonoda flying by the Alpine of Pierre yeah. Gasly, and Sonoda put himself up into sixth place in an Alpha Tauri. So it yeah. was a really impressive and strong drive from Sonoda so far. Yeah, it was starting to rain too in the pit lane. So the strategy, I think, here for the teams was just to stick it out because this rain wasn't supposed to be there for a long period of time. So the, uh, the strategy was to just stick it out and stay on the dry tires and avoid making an extra um, pit stop. And it was since Spa is a really big track, it yeah. has weird weather because in the pit lane, it... um. It, there was like slight bits of rain, but near Stavlo and Puan, it was completely dry. So yeah. it, it just shows like how weird the weather can get at Spa on like really big tracks. Yeah, on lap 33, we saw Albon, um, Alcon trying to put pressure on Alex Albon at the end of Puan. Gasly. Or Gasly, he tried to go around the outside at the first right-hander, and then that turned from the outside to the inside, and he was able to go wheel-to-wheel with Alex Albon, and then... At the um next uh, right-hander, Albon, Gasly broke that much later and was able to go around the outside and Albon had to concede the position. It was a really good from yeah. Pierre Gasly, really good move on Alex Albon. And then later we saw on lap 38, we saw Esteban Ocon making another great move yeah. into um, like the Lecombe chicane. Ocon just fully sent it around the yeah. outside and breezed past Yuki Sonoda. And it was a really good move from Esteban Ocon. Yeah, then he was able on the next lap to get past Fernando Alonso on the camel straight. And even before the corner, he just was uh, had so much more straight line speed and was able to get past. Mm-hmm. But nothing would stop Max Verstappen and Red Bull from taking another yeah. win. It would be 13 wins in a row for Red Bull and it would be 8 in a row for Max Verstappen. And yeah. he would be one away from matching former Red Bull driver and Sebastian Vettel's all-time win record of nine wins in a row. Another yeah. dominant drive from Verstappen, who finished 22 seconds ahead yeah. of Sergio Perez. And I think it was because Perez pitted on the last lap, right? To get fast, try to get fastest lap. 
or I don't think he got the fastest lap, but it was nevertheless. Hamilton got the fastest lap, yeah. yeah. Hamilton got the fastest lap. And so it was nevertheless another dominant drive for Max Verstappen. And it was another one-two for Red Bull as Perez came home second. So he was doing the job that Red Bull wanted him to do. And yeah. Charles Leclerc was able to get a nice podium, a P3 for Ferrari and Spa. So really good from for Leclerc and Ferrari. Yeah. So that was a crazy weekend at Belgium. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of our podcast. And be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix. Thank you.